sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. All right, folks, here we go. Welcome aboard. Light the lamp. Glad to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres. We got you covered. I'm in Vegas. Andrew is in Jersey, and Cam's north of the border, and we are literally taking you around the NHL. And the good thing is, uh, guys, some really cool action, some fun stuff that we're going to be talking about, you know, heading into the big game tomorrow. Uh, But, boy, it's been a rugged week on the COVID front, and I guess that's kind of where we got to start. How concerned are you, Cam? Why don't you start, buddy? The, The Devils thing last week, you know, turns into just a gong show where, you know, Virtually the entire organization's got it now, and it's going through Buffalo as we speak. No, I, I'm really concerned. Uh, you want to talk about just Jersey and Buffalo, and uh, Kruger's, Kruger's got COVID, and uh, look at the story that just broke uh, that night uh, with the Colorado Avalanche. So that's a big problem right there. I don't know what the NHL is going to do. They're kind of skating on thin ice right now because, you know, we talked about another team not being, you know, uh, risking uh, changing the season. And I got to be honest, Brian, and I was listening to Brian Burke uh, the other night watching Boston and Philadelphia and they're talking about probably not getting through the whole thing and do, using percentage points to determine playoff position but that seems a realistic uh, situation right now. Now with the Avalanche they're going to be gone till at least uh, February 11th. Sabres already there. Devils are there. Vegas yeah. is going to be coming out. It's it's it, it's it's a domino effect. I know they put in stuff. Hey there's no glass behind uh, the bench. Uh, yeah really? What's, what, what's that's going to stop COVID or you know we got these things in here and oh yeah we'll uh, extend the dressing rooms. I know they're trying but it's just one of those situations where it's already kind of <laughs> it's a bad spot and uh, if it gets any worse I don't know what these guys are going to do but uh, it's pretty bad right now Andrew I'm I'm just curious I guess you know we we make do but no please tell me this isn't going to be what we're talking about first of all it's not a level playing field in any way shape or form a you know, just based on what division you're in, who's the toughest, who's the weakest. But then if you're going to get to a percentage point nonsensical thing again like we did last year, and I get you got to deal with a pandemic, but then it's really not a level playing field. If, you know, some of these teams maybe duck out on a bunch of games against the toughest teams while other teams played the weaker teams in the division, the one thing you want is you, the, you want the season to have integrity, and this gets sketchy. Well, and that's the biggest thing. You kind of saw it in the bubble when teams were, um, uh, you know, teams were coming back and not playing, you know, for since March, and they 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 came back and played at the end of summer. So uh, it, it's it's all about positioning and everything. But when you make it about percentage, it's it's hard to get an accurate standing. You know, whether it is you know whether you view it as fair, Brian, like you said, or whether it's um, you know teams. You know, flat out not trying and I think that that's a problem and I, I hope it doesn't come to that I really don't but you know the the NHL the league's got to do what it's got to do in that situation but we're just, the only thing that's going to tell is time we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out whether they're going to come up with more regulations or not and the one thing Cammy, that scares me pal is just and I get it who's got all the answers the answer is nobody on this thing I mean the experts honestly you know, you're making this stuff up as you go. That's kind of been what we're going through. It's unlike anything we've ever seen. But 
the the Devils Sabers thing. I mean, the, the Sabers went to the NHLPA going, "Hey guys, do you really think this is a good idea to play this game?" And they're like, oh yeah, go ahead and do it. And then you know, half the half the world got it after as a result of that game. Twenty four hours later, after a game where Palmieri played in it, and the scary thing is. Are we literally now, there's no absolute proof, but it sure as heck looks like the real fear, and this is what Bob McKenzie said earlier in the week, that maybe this thing's being transmitted during play and during games. Now they're even going to change and take the, the glass away uh, you know, behind the coaches on the bench for better circulation, ventilation, whatever. My God. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm not a scientist, but that doesn't sound like a real, like, 100% proof plan here. Okay, we'll take the glass out, and that'll stop COVID. And other things, uh, I heard players talking about you can't get to the rink a, uh, an hour and 45 minutes before, and a lot of guys, unless you're getting treatment. So that guy, that takes guys out of the rhythm. A lot of these guys are creatures of habit. If you have sex with your wife before the game at 345, you have sex with your wife before the game at 345. If you eat chicken cutlets, you eat chicken cutlets. You do everything. Like, I talk to these guys. They're, they do the same thing all the time especially when things are going good so going to the rink at these weird times and stuff gets them out of the rhythm but hey the bottom line is this we got a problem hopefully uh, they find a way to, to, to stem the problem I know they're talking about extra dressing rooms keeping the players apart it's a tough game though you're on the bench you do changes no sport is where you're like real real close to each other and huddled and we talked about this before with the sweat and the stuff like hockey's one of those sports it's a bacteria trap so it's going to be difficult I'm not a doctor Brian I just play one on the radio I know I, I drink drove by a Holiday Inn Express yesterday too. The, uh, the how will they ever how will they ever hockey cam without being able to play soccer before the game in the hallway. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, hey, I think everything's going to be all right. I hope they don't have to shut it down, but you also got to get a grip. Like, Brian, as I mentioned off the top of the show, I don't think people are talking. Colorado's got a situation now, so that's another team you throw in the mix right after Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Oh boy. Well, it is what it is. Now, coming up on Sunday, we're sitting here staring at two, four, simple math. I can add five, five games. And we got a football game uh, coming up on Sunday. And there are props that are tied into the football game. So we got a lot to discuss. We're going to have a little fun with the crossover props. They're kind of water cooler stuff. Have a couple of chuckles. But we are ready to go. Thanks to Andrew Torres, Cam Stewart. I'm Brian Blessing. Thanks to you for listening. It is Light the Lamp. Our first seg- uh, segment's in the cookie jar. We're coming back. And we've got more for you on Light the Lamp, Sirius 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you on Light the Lamp, Sirius Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres. Talking about the NHL, the status of the games. The COVID thing's a big story. All right, let's, let's, let's lighten it up, boys. Let's have some fun. Let's talk hockey. Now, how about the games as we've been seeing them played? And, Cam, we talked about this in the early stages, right, right before the season was going to start, saying there are going to be angles that are tried and true in the NHL. They always work. They always will. I don't care. But in this instance, this year is a one-off. 
we had the bubble. That was one thing. But now you part of the problem is you're throwing the travel into the hopper. But the back-to-back games uh, nature of this, we're seeing teams like Calgary, Winnipeg, I believe, right? Four games in a row. The hate's starting slowly to build up, my friend. The pond hockey's starting to go away. They're, they're starting to get in each other's grill a little bit. I got to be honest, though. You're looking at the totals of the game, and we talk about going to see the butcher. Well, the butcher, he can't get enough. He better call uh, He better call Italy to get more salami logs because right now they're just out of control. Like, look at the overs in some of these games, too. We're getting 10 goals, 11 goals, 7 goals, like all night after night. It's just the goaltending and defense aren't there right now. Teams are shooting the puck. The puck's going in. It's the opposite of playoff hockey right now. Uh, a couple things that, you know, you, you've noticed looking at teams, and nothing's easy, right? Like, it's unbelievable. That's why things are hard. Like, Ottawa looked like the worst team in the league, and all of a sudden, boom, one night they show up as the second biggest dog of the season so far. The only game that had a, bit, had a bigger um, favorite was Detroit uh, They and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was laying $4 minus 400 on FanDuel, and Tampa Bay murdered Detroit. Uh, it was a different story on Thursday night. Ottawa, Stutzla, and, uh, you know, the rookie, he showed up in that game, and Montreal feeling good about themselves, kicking the crap out of Vancouver, and you take a night off, you lose, and that's the thing about hockey, right? These guys, we were wondering where the work ethic was, but they showed up in this game. Well, the funny thing is that game you're talking about earlier in the week, I mean, we were shaking our heads about Ottawa, like, how? what has gone on here? I mean, they've got so many young kids that they can't help but be good down the road, and they called Brandstrom up for that game, and I think he's got a bright future. They really let him cook in the minor leagues for maybe for an extra year. But the Stutzla kid, Cam, Boy, in the world juniors, he looked like a, a kid possessed, and there's no doubt about it. He, he's just a horse. Had a big game for them. And, it's it, you know, this is an awful start for them. But it's good to see what that kid's capable of. And the one thing you just get leery of, that these guys come in and all of a sudden they develop the bad habits and that that losing mentality when, when you get a train wreck of a season out of the gate like this. But, boy, he he looks the part, man. I mean, he's just a kid, but he, I mean, he's, he's out there. He's one of the most noticeable players on the ice. No, he's been fantastic. And we'll talk about this, too, and I'll get Andrew's take. But take a look at hockey how it differs than other sports right you got a guy in the room who's a problem even though a good player look at the Rangers Tony D'Angelo leaves all of a sudden boom what happens they win a game against Pittsburgh they take care of business against Washington one of the hotter teams in the league and now we're seeing the Rangers starting to figure it out that's what it takes you can't have the negative energy in the room and it's interesting I got to give Ottawa credit they look like they could uh, you know be losing game after game after game for like the next couple weeks but uh, they stopped the bleeding and Andrew I will say this the Rangers look like a different team uh, he was Obviously, bringing some bad mojo to that locker room, but they take care of business. They beat Washington, and uh, you know I've been playing on the Rangers. They cost me money earlier on in the season. Now I'm getting it all back. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, how are the Rangers doing for you now? And you know, you look at the past few games that they've played, particularly the Washington game where they came out and they jumped on Washington early and they stuck it to them pretty much the entire time. Washington had a few moments where it looked like they were going to, you know, obviously Ovechkin can almost do whatever he wants on the ice, but the Rangers overall played an excellent game. Shesterkin looked like the guy from last year, the rookie who took over for Henrik Lundqvist. Um, and, you know, Georgiev had a had a couple of a good games. He played well against Pittsburgh, too. But, you know, the whole D'Angelo thing is, I, I you know, you put it pretty perfectly. You know, it, it, all it takes is one 
guy who's uh, he, I don't know whether he's just has a negative attitude or if he's just not uh, with what with what the team is about or anything like that. But you know the games that have happened since he's left the rangers look like a brand new team you know obviously they still have some injuries with some uh with you know philip Heedle's out with an injury jack johnson and brendan smith are still you know they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do as far as injuries are concerned but the rangers have looked really good in the last few games and uh, you know sometimes that's all it takes to turn a season around and we'll see how it goes the next couple weeks with the rangers as long as every everybody else stays healthy well in the crazy thing about this season and listen, we're trying to make dough on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, long-standing angles that make sense are, are always going to be there. But uh, we've seen it in the very early stages. What are we, a dozen or so games in? And some of these teams, that like their season was on the line, and all of a sudden they got a win, and like the, the anvil was off their shoulders. But when you look at the standings, Cam, literally – a three-game winning streak, and you, I mean, unless you do what Ottawa and Detroit did to themselves, but a three-game winning streak, and boom, hey, everybody, look at us, and you're right back in it, and the key's going to be to get on, on the front end of the Tootsie Roll. Yeah, like, take a look, Brian, and I got to be honest with you, like, you know, we did pretty good, like, the picks were good, and, you know, I'm coming back to a couple teams, and this angle plays true, and I think you're starting to believe me. I'll use an example, St. Louis and Arizona, first game, you could play on adrenaline, I go watch out for the second game, that's when the team at home starts to feel bad, especially since they won the first game, and they're listless in the second game, that angle has played true, but let's talk to, also, just in my backyard with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they look like a totally different team, Brian, they used to screw around with the puck, uh, you know, never shoot. Jason Spezza, the guy's 37 years old. He's coming off a hat trick against the game with Vancouver, and uh, they shoot the puck, and now they're scoring. All of a sudden, they look like a hockey team again with the skilled players that they have. Very scary to think about. As for the Canucks, we could talk about this all-North division. This team, the only team they beat down was Ottawa, and Ottawa just wasn't in a good place there. The Vancouver Canucks have serious problems. Um, I watched that team defensively. They're one of the worst in the National Hockey League. It was embarrassing, actually, how bad they looked. Like, the least dummy these guys seven to three and um, despite having good young talent on that team that back end is some of the their defense and defensive play is horrid this is a team that uh, you know they almost need to be faded Montreal took care of them and uh, you know Toronto just beat the living crap out of these guys okay it is very early on well yeah it, it is no 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 but you know what buddy actually think about this it's a 56 game season that's so right. you're, you're almost looking, you know, you're, you're darn close to a quarter of a season in the books, right? I mean, this is what we're talking about. In the North, we talked about the Leafs are going to get everybody's best shot. And, boy, I'll tell you, the, if it was the odds makers and the Leafs were the favorite to win the North. And, you know, we think the, the, offensively they're electric and all the wild and fancy things they can do and the highlight reel stuff. And you sit there and you say, yeah, the defense, you know, I just, I, I can't get away from the defense. You know, Muzzin, Muzzin being there from day one and healthy, he's a steadying influence back there. Uh, the, the, the defense, it's not great, but it's not, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's and an excellent point. I, honestly, buddy. I mean, are they winning this thing in a lark? I know it's early. I mean, well, Montreal, Montreal's been really fun. But the Leafs, 
they're getting everybody shot, best shot. But listen, man, the skill set they got out there every night, you got to give them credit. Listen, and the thing is, I don't think people talked about the TJ Brody move. It's a big move, right? And Morgan Riley's really good, and then you got Muzzin. So when you really look at it, it's exactly what you say. It's not as bad as you think. Before, it was a train wreck, right? And they'd have to call up a million guys from the Marlies. Even Travis Dermott got uh, a little bit banged up on Thursday night, but they had, you know, the depth players to get through it. You're right, Brian. It's improving. It's steadily getting better, and that's a problem. Like, And i got to be honest with you. The goaltending's been uh, pretty decent. Freddie Anderson's been playing well, and Jack Campbell's a guy. He's probably the most popular guy in the team. When he starts, the team plays for him. So there's a lot of things to like about this team, and I'll be the first guy to tell you, Brian, we've been doing shows for years and years and years. Overrated, overrated when you talk about this team. They look like they're starting to get their act together. they got a really good mojo right now. Hey, listen, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, there's a football game coming up later today. Yes. And yeah. we got some breakfast for me, breakfast hockey. We've got matinee hockey. What, a gallon of in. vodka? No, no, no. You know, you overplayed. You know, you keep saying it. You know, you were the one that was drinking the oh, vodka yeah. for breakfast. It wasn't oh, yeah. me. Yeah, I, know. I was You're... glad to pour it for you. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I'm making you out to be the piss tank when I'm I'm, I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> we're coming back. We got hockey and we got props tied into the big game. Keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com We're back with you, gang, here on Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. It is Light the Lamp. We love talking pucks. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres with you. Uh, hey, if you're just jumping in and you missed some of the fun, show re-airs at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time on Sunday morning, leading into some day hockey. We have a lot of matinee games, Cam. We're going we're gonna to get into the props and the crossover props with some of these hockey games tied into the Chiefs and the Bucks. The one thing we should just note on Sunday, these are all matinees, and we were, we were clowning around in another forum, Cammy. We were talking about uh, maybe not a lot of penalties in these games. The refs could come out. We got a plane to catch, or we want to get to the bar or back to the room and watch the Super Bowl. But all matinee games, and matinee games can be weird. Five games on the docket on Sunday. Yeah, matinee games can be weird. We can get a lot of goals, or there could be no goals. I want to play your theory, Brian. Like, uh, what, what, what was your what was the line? Referees love football too, so maybe they're not going to call uh, some penalties. Maybe they just just let things go. Hey, hey, Jerry, let's get back to the game so we can enjoy ourselves, have some wings, and watch the Super Bowl. We'll see how it plays. But yeah, a lot of matinee action. This has been a tradition for a long time. Uh, watching these games before the Super Bowl, and we talk about it with our golf. It, it ends right before the Super Bowl, so a lot of sports just wrapping up right before the Super Bowl, but. Hey, maybe we can make some money, tie in some uh, some hockey and some football. And I remember there was one that you told me about already, and I talked to Morency on Game Time Decisions with Joe Lisi, and they were howling. I, I, I gave them the old Mike uh, Evans uh, receptions versus uh, Kings goals, and these, uh, sorry, Vegas goals, and these guys were howling today. <laughs> like, I gave them one of those yeah. props. They're like, this guy's a meatball. I'm like, hey, man, that's just the beginning. That was just one. We got a hell of a lot more. Well, and don't, you know, if Flurry goes, then Leonard goes, you got to figure out who the goalies are playing and maybe backups a lot of them. And I'm, Leonard's not a backup, uh, but Flurry's been playing better. All right, let's go um, and have fun, guys. I'll throw them at you. We get uh, Philly at Washington. So, how about Flyers goals minus a half? 
versus Tom Brady touchdown passes? I'll start, and I'm going to tell you something. I haven't been impressed with the Flyers. This team's having problems scoring goals right now. Against the Capitals, how many goals do you think they're going to score? Two? And they're, I, I think, you know what? I think we get a push. Maybe Brady chucks for two. The Flyers score two, Brian, and I win on the hook. Give me Tom Brady over the Philadelphia Flyers as a dog. <sighs> I'm coming in with that one because I'll tell you something. Philadelphia's got some problems. We watched this team against Boston, and they haven't been very good yet. Like, you know what I mean? And Tom Brady might chuck for a couple. So if the Flyers score a couple goals, Brady gets a couple. I actually think Brady could score for uh, score three, throw for three touchdowns. Give me that one. I know that's uh, – I'll take the dog at uh, plus a half right there. What kind of game you think Brady's going to have in the Super Bowl, Andrew? A, a very good one. I'm on Tampa I Bay. I think I'm the only – me and Joe Lisi are the only guys at the station. I was doing the show with Marenzi. He likes Kansas City. I think by the sounds of thing there, Rick Rickshaw, I think you like Kansas City too. I'm, I feel like I'm on an island here with the Bucks, but, you know, uh, we'll see. I like the props better. We'll get into that in a minute. What do you think about Brady, Andrew? I think he's I think he's going to have a good game. I mean, regardless of how old he is, he could be 143 years old and I think he'd have a good game in the Super Bowl because um it's just the kind of player that he is. Um no, but I I agree with what Camp said. I don't think Philadelphia's had a very even the wins that they've had. I don't think they've had like that dominant win where they've had a full Phony 60 wins. game. Yeah. Like they yeah, they, they haven't been playing like very well. Been, they've been very lucky. Mhm. And you know, they okay. I, I think they're in second place in the division, right? In the East. Well, I I, yeah, they're, they're right there at the top. It, yeah. It's Philly, they just Washington, been playing Boston. very well. Like, yeah. Let's call it out for what the, it is. The, the Flyers the are getting points, and they've been. Brian, I told you this. Like the Islanders dominated them. They didn't get a break. Like the Philadelphia Flyers have been very lucky. They could, it could be a lot worse. For Remember them. the Sabers beat them six one. Yeah, yeah. No, the Flyers like they're not like you look Hot at the record. Cold, I think they're doing Hot well. They're more cold. They're more cold in my opinion. All right. So what did you say to me? You thought the, just you threw a number. You said uh, a four two win. Yeah, Washington and four, Philly two. All right, well, so it's margin of victory. So you're saying it's a two goal game, correct? Now, correct. Uh, so how, here we go. Flyers caps margin of victory minus a half versus Chiefs and Buccaneers first half field goals made, and my the field goals are minus a dollar fifty. I mean, if you were to get a three, you know, a three goal win in that Flyers game, you're laughing at a plus. You know, they're telling you the favorites, the field goals, but I don't know about that one. You know, you never know. Goofy hockey game, and hey, if we're saying the Flyers are phony, what if they get torched? They could get torched. I'm thinking four to two or five to two. Like I don't. And Washington, you know, they're going to get back uh, together. They've lost a couple games, right? They they blew a game earlier in the week to Boston. Then they lose to the Rangers. So you think they got to be seething pretty soon? So yeah, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I would lean that way, Brian. Uh, I'm not sure how many field goals there's going to be. That's a tough bet, but I will say I think the Capitals can win by two or three goals. All right, let's go that Golden Knights game with the L.A. Kings. And you mentioned the one we were talking about, Cam. It was Mike Evans' receptions minus a half, minus $1.40. You're paying for it. Evans' receptions versus Golden Knights' goals. And you're sitting there saying, well, it's the second game of a series, and we've seen higher scoring first game, lower scoring second game. Anyway, that was the one you were looking at, kicking the tires on. But we'll keep it there. Uh, How about the Kings? On Sunday, Kings goals versus Patrick Mahomes 
touchdowns and interceptions. Mahomes minus a half, and you're paying big time for it. That's minus a dollar ninety. I mean, if if you could ever get an offensive output from the Kings on the road, uh, you're going to get a nice juicy plus price there, buddy. Yeah, I don't trust it though. I I, I like to drool. Like when I you, when I get those big chicken wings, I I'm not falling for it, man. I think Mahomes might actually throw a pick in the game, but it's just you know like what are the Kings going to score against Vegas? Maybe a couple goals. They they're, they're offensively challenged to begin with. That's why the juice is so high. I'm probably going to pass on that one, but I would pro- I would lean Mahomes even with the juice. You know, it's so sad that uh, we're over at the Superbook and we did our Super Bowl prop shows on Thursday and Friday. Oscar Giddeman came on Friday. We were down there with Jay Cornegay and just going through the 400-plus props, and it was great. And, you know, they these guys do all this work, and you're sitting there, and you can just see where we are and what's going on. And it's so sad because these things were put out on last Thursday. You've got, there's a bunch of Nathan, usually it was always Ovechkin, remember the camp? It's always an Ovechkin yep. thing right, on Super Bowl Sunday. But there were Nathan, a bunch of Nathan McKinnon ones. There were even Kale McCarr props. And, and you're looking at a third of the hockey props that they put up. Can't even use them because their, their teams aren't playing. That's a good point. Avalanche, he gone, they gone. Yeah, they got the COVID situation. McKinnon was already hurt to begin with, so you could scratch those off the board and that's a team that people like to play too you know people know the, the, the players on uh, Colorado McKinnon one of the best in the league Kale McCarr's um, absolutely amazing right so yeah it's kind of interesting but Brian you you said it man there's a million of these things so uh, I think we can slice and dice and dissect but uh, it would have been interesting to have Colorado there but uh, it's COVID time buddy. All right. just, just for a giggle we'll do one or two more but these are different now are you willing to tie your money up now this this is the question and the answer is more and more as time goes by, the answer is yes. People would never do it. But if they think they've found something, they will do it. Mm-hmm. How about these Golden Knights Stanley Cup series wins all the way into the playoffs? So the Golden Knights playoff wins. Pick versus Tampa Bay Bucks first half touchdowns. I'm sorry, yes, series wins, not games. Series wins versus Tampa Bay first half touchdowns. I, I you know what? I'd be looking at the Bucks on that one. I got to be honest with you because absolutely in the second round, I mean, if, if Vegas doesn't win the division, you're playing Colorado or St. Louis first. Then you have to play the, the the other one next. If you win the division in the second round, you still got to go through one of them. Couldn't agree more. Like the, you know, I, I got to go with uh, Tampa Bay there. I, I like Tampa Bay in the game. So the more these these props, I'm actually going to be on the dog. I'm going to say this, Brian, and you know, we play a lot of different props in the game. Like these are more fun. You know, you throw a few bucks down. To have, no. have well, a you got to handicap two things. That, that's that's the thing. You're handicapping two things, and no offense, like making money in the world is hard enough. So there's a couple of these. If I find it an edge or something that I really like, I'll play. But it's more just for for giggles as you talk about. But I, on this one, I'm not sure the Vegas Knights are going to win two series. I'd go with Tampa Bay. I think they can score a couple touchdowns. Bucks. And it, well, it's fun. I mean, you know, it's, it's stuff that, that generates a conversation. And guys like us on a radio show, and we talk about it. But you, you nailed it that you could be spot on on the one and dead wrong on the other. Exactly. So the moral of the story is just bet one of them, not both of them. 
Correct. You know how hard it is, Brian. And the thing is, let's talk. Like, you know, on Sports Grid, uh, you know, it's serious here. We do we do gambling shows, the whole network. That's what we do. We do fantasy. We do gambling. And it's tough. Like, you've seen these prop numbers. They're sharp as hell now. Like, you can't get – it's really hard to get an edge. A lot of these guys who play DFS, these guys who crush these million-dollar tournaments, they're involved in the props market now. Like, you know what I mean? You look at a basketball player who, uh, say, is over under 20.5 points, right? By the time it's bet, 22.5 if you like it. Like, people are smashing these things. They're sharp. So it's tough, man. The early bird gets the worm. And a lot of the time, these books, they're not screwing around anymore. They're not giving away money. It's uh, Nothing's free. So listen, we're glad to be with you uh, tonight, early in the morning. And again, in the morning, uh, here on Sirius Channel 204. It's Light the Lamp, Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, and Andrew Torres. And Cammy, we also got a podcast for the folks on all the, your podcast platforms. Damn right. We're on fire, too. A uh, lot of fun on that one, Brian. Uh, uh, time of taping, games were going on. Uh, you, you could see the emotional roller coaster of our bets going up and down. <laughs> that and that's what funny. we do at the station. Actually, it, was, it turned out great. Like It's not going to be like that every week, but I uh, really tell the listeners, guys, tune in because it's a lot of uh, hijinks and uh, we had some fun with that one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hit, hitting some hey, bets at the end of the game. It we was got wild. a break. Mm-hmm. We got a break, but I sure. will tell you on the way to break. Hijinks is a hell of a word to use on a hockey podcast. More hijinks still to come. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to the source of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Glad to be back with you. It is Light the Lamp. Love talking hockey. We love talking pucks. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres. As um, we're racing towards the football game, the end of a football season means the start of other stuff. Um, you know, the golf's rolling right along, Cam. I can't wait. I, I don't know about you. I know it's a hockey show. But I, I saw it was after the Bruins-Flyers game on the NBC Sports Network the other night. And... It went through the post-game show, and I was doing some other stuff. And on came a Daytona 500 preview. It was uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Dale Jarrett and whomever. And I, 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 I started watching. I'm going, I love it. I'm in. NASCAR's back. I love NASCAR. I mean, it, it, the thing about it, even with the hockey and the angles, in the sports betting with the offerings and all the things that are there, regardless of the sport, and I know this is hockey, I've told people that would anybody who would listen, forever hockey's the best sport to bet. It's the odds makers can only do so much, and what you know, you can apply. But I love NASCAR now, and because I used to watch it, but I watch it religiously now because I've found a hook. My hook are these group matchups where yes. you get four guys in a group matchup and they're all 250 plus 250 or higher. And I'm sitting there week after week, and you know where I'm winning my money, Cam? The guy running 13th, the guy running 18th, that guy's the best best car in a crummy group. I, and the, the lesson is 
pay attention to the hockey. You can learn something. It doesn't matter the sport. You can find you can find an edge. I mean, you got to be diligent. There's no guarantee you're going to win. But if you work at it and find the things and have them stick in between your ears and apply those things that have worked in the past in some of these sports, especially in a sport like hockey, stuff that's worked in the past continues to work. It does. Hey, Brian, you better get used to NASCAR and enjoy it, buddy, because I don't know what's going to happen. We were talking on Game Time Decisions. I was thinking we had a flashback, and I'm like, oh, God, with all these situations going off in other sports, what are we going to have again? Horse racing, NASCAR, and golf. So get used to it. <laughs> Buckle up, buddy. Who knows what's going to happen with March Madness <laughs> and all this other stuff right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember a year ago, we were taping shows going, oh, hey, what's going on at Gulfstream? We got uh, NASCAR. We got golf. Like, NASCAR and golf basically kept uh, kept us alive for a while uh, when all the other sports were gone. Yeah, you know, Cam, you know, there's always those things where curious minds want to know and you, you just wonder. Do you ever wonder why NASCARs don't have airbags? It's uh, No, I, I never <laughs> thought about it. No. <laughs> Well, is this a trick question? The cars aren't very it. big, so if, if the airbag hits you in the face, you're probably going to die or get knocked yeah, but out. You're wearing a helmet. You're wearing a helmet. You're not coming from. You're not coming from the ice cream stand. Here, here we go. This guy. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know where I am right now. And I'll tell you something. I I got in a car accident before with the airbag, and I hit a pole. And I'll tell you something, man. It's getting. Well, like, the airbag's no it's fun. It's like get, you know, it's get like like getting hit by Tyson, man. I remember that you got the sand and rocks all in my face. I'm all cut up. I'm bleeding going, man, that airbag's tough. He, he beat me up. Uh, he was a good favorite. He absolutely crushed me. You, you have, honestly, I love you. You are, you know, you are, you are I'm a walking, talking, you're a walking, talking reality show. Yeah. And without, without the specifics, I mean, you have bad luck with cars. I mean, this is a guy, folks. That actually got a ticket in the back seat of a cab for not wearing his seatbelt. Yeah, can you believe that, Torres? <laughs> Listen to this one. I tried not to drink and drive one day, and I get a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt on the way back from a concert when I'm wasted in the back seat. I'm like, I, I, went, I went up to the cop. I'm like, dude, like, really? I, this I did is the right thing. Like, like, yeah, yeah, like, so I, so right. I could have drove it home off a ramp, and now, now you're giving me a ticket. I should have, like, that's the thing. When you get tickets like that, it's like, why was I trying to be a responsible citizen, Brian? Like, I'm getting a ticket. I, that's awful. Yeah, no, that is wrong. Like, you know what it was? It was like 200 bucks, too. I go, you get banned, you prick. Anyway, <laughs> what, what are we talking Sometimes about? What do you want to talk about, fair. hockey? No, no, no. I'm like, that's the best. I'm not drinking and driving, but you're going to give me a ticket for what? For being uh, wasted in the back of a cab? Oh, that's. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh. No, it's funny now. I, I told that guy that's where a, to go. That's, a bad, that's a bad beat. That's uh, yeah, a bad yeah. beat. No, I, uh, actually, I really wanted to fight that guy, but he had a weapon. You know, picking a fight with a police officer is probably not a very good idea, but that guy pissed me off. That's All right, stupid. let's go. Let's yeah. go on the hopes and premises that Buffalo and Minnesota and Jersey and these teams get back on the beam. Some of the matchups that are coming up this week to look forward to. Pittsburgh and Jersey. I don't. I I wonder about Jersey. You know all those guys, but, but Pittsburgh Cam. I'm not buying anything that Pittsburgh's selling. Nor am I. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you watch those games against the Rangers. The Rangers were at their worst, and they almost still blew all those games against Pittsburgh. Now they're playing better. Like, I don't believe in the Penguins. We talk about it. Crosby, he can't do it every night. Malkin's uh, more cold than hot. I just don't believe in them. The goaltending, too. Yari and uh, DeSmith, 
it's just it's a situation where they're not good enough to get one player to go over the top. It's kind of like a rebuild, but they're stuck because they have they have a couple great players on their team. But I just don't think they're a very good hockey team. Like, how are they going to compete with the Bruins? They're not. Like, there's too many teams. You know what I mean? Like, the Leafs are I think better than them. Like, there's a Montreal. There's like there's so many teams that I can name that I just think are much better than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had a really good run, but I just don't believe in this team. The Rangers, I think, are a better team than them. Like, there's a lot of teams better. What do you think? I Pittsburgh, I'm, I'm not buying it. I, I, yeah. I, I honestly think, I think the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Sabers, one of those teams could, you know, get a tootsie roll at the right I time and, and get in there. I agree 100%. I think the Pittsburgh's playing with fire. Like, just to assume that they're going to get into the postseason, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. And I don't believe I don't believe in their goaltender. I still think they have great players on their team, but I look up and down their roster. It's just not good enough. Cam, real quick, do you think do you think this is the year that that the Penguins trade Crosby or Malkin or both? They're not going to trade Crosby, but yeah, Andrew. I but I think they're going to trade Malkin. Like I think you have to have Crosby as like the face of your team. But right. the, the question that I have for both of you guys too, and I've thought about this, I do believe they're going to try to trade Malkin. But what do you give up for Malkin? Because he's not the Malkin that he was in the past too, right? Right. Like you you need to be a team that's really really close and maybe you know just to get you over the edge. But if you look at have Jenny Malkin play now, he's not the same player that he was years ago. No. That's the problem. You can't you can't give up tons for them. That's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think it. How about just stirring the pot for no good reason? But a guy that would reap incredible rewards return in a deal, and I, I just I feel sick to my stomach for the guy. I mean, it's just happenstance where he is. But it's going to take a while for these guys to get back on the beam. And the contract is beautiful. He makes 6.4, and he's locked up for a while. What do you think the Ducks could get back for John Gibson? How good is this guy? And he's just buried there. Yeah, it's a really good question. Like, think, okay, what teams What teams that are really, really close need a goalie, in your opinion? Carolina. Carolina needs a goalie, definitely. Um who else? No, well, the, long the term. A lot yeah. of yeah, hey, that three yeah. quarters of the league would line up to get their meat hooks on this way. I agree. A hundred percent. Gibson's been fantastic. That the problem is, you know, they ran him into the ground a little bit earlier, but he's awesome. And it's another thing too. We talked about Getzlaff. He's Mister. He's Mister Duck. But uh, you know, he can help out a team too. It's going to be really interesting because you know the haves and the have-nots. If you're one of those teams like Anaheim, you basically got to say almost every single player on this roster is up for grabs. You have to. Do you throw? You know what? And do you throw? It's one of these. Let's see where they stand, and let's get into the trade deadline a little bit too. I think that's going to be an interesting discussion. But Getzloff, 35 years old. This year he makes 8.2. That's but a lot. I, well, yeah, but it's over. He's a UFA next year. He turns into mm-hmm. Joe Thornton. But he's still yeah. got some legs. He's got legs on him, I think, for another year or two. But he's a UFA. The Ducks, you know, for a team looking to make a run, they could get something really good back for Getzloff. And I wonder if they throw him a bone and give him a shot at a cup here on the back end. 
They might. Yeah, the, the, the old uh, Ray Bork move kind of. You know, I, I, and he's been fantastic for that organization for a long time. And there's so many things I like about Getzlaff. You talked about it, Brian. Like, his team's getting, you know, down. And he'll go up to the toughest young guy in the team and fight. Like, he's just one of those guys that you definitely want on your team. He's going to help somebody. Third-line player uh, now at this stage in his career. Yes, I'm a big Ryan Getzlaff fan. I, I think he could definitely help out a lot of teams. Well, uh, what about Andrew, a team like the Islanders with him? No, I mean, you know, I like the Islanders goaltending. The Islanders goaltending is good. It's all right. No, no, no. I'm talking about getting gets like another player. They need. They need. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not talking about. Oh, you talking gets off? Sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Sure. I'm sorry. We were talking. They already got that. They already got that. They already got their goaltending, right? I'm talking about. They they need another blue liner and they need goal. The thing about the Islanders is they're a good team. They don't score. Can't score. They need a guy who can be a natural goal scorer. That's what they need on that. You know, give it some time. Let's see what Columbus ends up being. Once Liney gets his legs going, because that's the one they needed a guy that could put the puck in the net. No, the odds are a great spot for Getzloff, by the way, Cam. That, that's a good one. But I would just ask you guys, and Andrew, I'll start with you, bud. The trade deadline this year, the one thing we cannot lose sight of is that Seattle is coming in. And teams are going to sit there and go, oh, boy, here we go. You know, we know what the Golden Knights did. And these teams this year are going to go, here are the 10 guys. Here's my list. Pick a guy. Lose my phone number. Don't call me. I ain't getting fleeced again. But teams are going to move the two or three, two or two of the three obvious guys that Seattle's going to take. They're going to move these guys at the deadline and at least get some assets back. This is going to be a wild trade deadline. Well, it's going to be crazy because the teams aren't going to make the same mistake that they made in 2017 when the Golden Knights came along, like you said, Brian. And I think that the teams are going to approach this smart. They're going to uh, they're going to have more strategy involved with it. They're not just going to. Um, you know they're not just going to throw players around for nothing and you know uh, you know you guys touched on it you know ryan gets going to a team you know trying to win a cup and you know i th- like i said teams are going to be smarter they're going to have um you know different strategies whether it's trying to save younger players that could potentially become something in two or three years uh because that's event- that's that's what happened with the golden knights you know so a lot of the guys that they ended up getting were really really good it's just that the teams that they were on you know maybe not have given them the shot that they had needed and then when they went when they went to Vegas that's when they caught fire well, you know they went on a cup run so that's Haley's comment I mean Columbus yeah. Columbus camp okay look I'll tell you what here's a first round pick will you please take William Carlson who gets 43 goals yeah okay we'll do that I mean the, the Minnesota giving up Alex Tuck the the, the Panthers trading Marchessault so and Riley Smith <laughs> It's like, thank you. The hits keep on coming. Oh, it's unbelievable. Buddy, you know what? I'm wrong uh, with the best of them. I have absolutely nailed this. And I am very proud of it. I had people fight me. They fight me to this day, and they're idiots. I saw it in training camp. I watched them with the Ducks. When it's all said and done, you look back at the decisions that were made there. 
and with the defensemen that they kept, and they gave Shea Theodore to the Golden Knights, and I could see it. And I said, when this kid figures his angles out, matures, and knows what he needs to do, he's he's the best player on this team. Forget Mark Stone. Forget Petrangelo. This kid is the best player on the team. I said he's going to be the best player on the team. I said it three years ago. And I'm telling you, Cam, I think he, it's going to happen soon. He may even be a finalist for the Norris this year. Shea Theodore is oh, that I love good. Shea Theodore. No, you're right. And he's uh, he's always had the talent. It's just taken a little bit of uh, game action. And now he's one of those guys. Like He does everything. That's the thing about Vegas. I can't believe how they put their team together. Like I mean, you're used to expansion teams with like minus 47 players. You look at Vegas, they're all like almost all-stars. It's like, can you believe a team in the second year they're going to like the Stanley Cup? It's like, it's nothing First ever year. again. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. These yeah. guys, like, it's it's stupid, right? Like, you're never going to see an expansion team do never. anything like them again. You're never. Like, sorry, sorry, Seattle ever, Cracking. Get Cracking. Like, you're going to get you're going to get your skulls yeah. cracked. Like, you're going to get a we gotta get to Tampa Bay and Ottawa. We got a break. break. We got to okay. get Cracking. We got a break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Told us. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, let's put a lid on Light the Lamp. Don't forget the show re-airs 7 a.m. Eastern right here, Sirius Channel 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres. We got us a big football game, fellas. Finally, they're going to play the damn thing. We've been talking about it for two weeks. Let's just start. Cam, where are you going to watch the game? I mean, this is a different animal now with what yep. we're dealing with. What are you going to do to watch the game? It's going to be the craziest Super Bowl ever. This is the first time I'm ever going to be at like a home or a friend's house. Usually it's at a bar in Vegas somewhere else. Uh, my buddy Forbes, uh, uh, Big Scott, uh, he's going to have me over for some chicken wings and a, a big platter. But me, him, and uh, the lovely Lisa are probably just going to go over. The three of us watch the game. We're in lockdown, Brian. There's no bars open, no anything. It's absolutely insane here. So just going over to a friend's house and, uh, you know, get wasted, Good. watch the game, and have make some bets. Let's party. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? What are you going to do? Probably just stay at home with the wife. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's my, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, my, my team got eliminated in the first round. So I was like, ah, great. But I know, it's but not, it's a Super Bowl. You got you to watch Brady's it. It's 10th Super Bowl. And my question to you guys, real quick, is if Tom Brady wins, I mean, he's probably already the GOAT, but does this solidify him as the GOAT? If he oh, wins he, he, he It's already been done, even, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the, yeah. the crazy thing is, and I was saying this, you know, it's like, oh, Brady's there. It's his 10th. I don't yeah. think he's getting the credit he deserves. This is maybe one of the most unbelievable accomplishments of all the stuff he's done. Look where the Patriots ended up. He shows yep. up with a new team. They're in the ball. For me, Cam, I'm the exact same thing as you. Always out either hosting a party or out and about. I haven't watched a Super Bowl at home in over 20 years. I told told my wife, you know what? She came down. I was doing the remotes. And here's the prop sheet. All right? 100 bucks Here. You know nothing. Be dangerous. Make ten ten dollar bets, and I because she'll say, she'll watch two plays and walk away. So I'm gonna have her make about ten prop bets, and we'll sit there and watch the game, and maybe she'll uh, hit a home run for us. 
No, I'll tell you something. Ronda Rickshaw, no, what Lisa said to me last week, bet Patrick Reed. I said, no, who wins the tournament? Patrick Reed. Listen I to know. Woman. Sometimes they know, and I'm sitting there banging my head against a wall like a stooge. What I know is you guys are great. Cam Stewart, Andrew Torres, I'm Brian Blessing. We love talking pucks. We're back with you again next week. Light the lamp. Don't forget on the podcast platforms, check out our Light the Lamp podcast. Enjoy the matinee games on a Sunday. Enjoy the big game. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.